Welcome to Tunnel Talk, a No Facts All Feelings wrestling podcast. I'm Ann. I'm Leah. And Allie is still out in the forest under a full moon, presumably, this week. Um, so she's going to be back for our next episode. But for today, we have a very special guest host joining us, who's Trish Spears of the newly formed Trish and Sarah Wrestling Podcast. Um, we had her on our show a while back um, for a bonus episode, but we're so excited to have her join us for a regular show. And we are going to try to get her to say something so horny and embarrassing <laughs> that she will lie awake all night tonight thinking, why would I have said that? Which is the classic Tunnel Talk host Absolute experience. Classic. So, yeah. So welcome, Trish. We're so Yay, happy to have Trish! you. Yay! <laughs> I think I can come up with something embarrassing without you having to get me into it. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. That's what we like, like to hear. It's like, you, you, we, we like, t- tried to sort this out like over a month ago, and it's like, yeah, now it's Jay White and Hangman Week, and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We could not have planned that better. <laughs> We kind of, we texted Tony Khan this week and we were like, we need Trish to really, you really get in let there. loose. What can mm-hmm. you do? What can you do to really get it riled up? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's as good as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah, we've got to keep this this like British streak you've got going. You've got this British influence yeah. going on. Yeah, I, t- I took great joy in uh, hearing you try to say waffly bollocks last week. So. <laughs> I'm still not entirely sure I nailed it. I practiced before we were on, and I was still like, I don't know. It's it's a foreign word. I'm working on it. I want to I want to do justice to your culture, of course. <laughs> not not appropriate it, but you know, just participate. Yeah, I know. You British people were having to record earlier and stuff. Um, a while back, I saw a tweet by a British guy who was like a wrestling fan, but he, and I've never forgotten this tweet because I thought it was so funny. He was totally serious. He was like, American wrestling fans, they settle down. They've had their dinner. They have a beer. It's after work. They're relaxed. It was like, they're soft and comfortable. Whereas British fans, they're up in the middle of the night. They're miserable. <laughs> they're upset. And that's why British people have better opinions about wrestling than Americans. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm not so sure on the last bit. Um, <laughs> I thought it was so funny. He was like, all you soft little after work slugs just enjoying your life, whatever. Uh, like, if I fly to the States and there's like, when, when Dark used to be on a Tuesday night, I was going to Dynamite on a Wednesday, and I'd be like, what do you mean it's on at eight? Dark's not on till 12. <laughs> like, I can, just could not handle it. I'm like, I have to be bleary-eyed. My eyes need to be like, I need to be half falling asleep whenever there's like a really bad match. Or like, this isn't right. I can't be awake. Um, yeah, I am so impressed with how world. much you guys watch it live. It's just, it's incredible. I don't, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. Do you know, it's, it's actually really annoying when you can't now. Like, you get so used to it. Like, when someone says, oh, you need to be at a meeting at, like, 9 a.m. Or, like, when I had oh, to miss yeah. Wrestle Dream to, to, to do boring train things. Mm. I was like, oh, come on, I want to stay up to 6 a.m. And then you realize, you think, just get a hold of yourself. You're 35. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have a lifestyle that mostly supports that, though. That's, that's, that's yeah. the good stuff. Yeah. And, and to be honest, you know, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna come on here, and I was like, oh yeah, we're changing tunnel talk today. We're gonna talk all about trains, but we nearly broadcast this from a train today underneath <laughs> in a tunnel. So uh... <laughs> yeah, when we got your message saying that your train was stuck, we I was like losing it. Where I was like, well, that's gonna be that's gonna oh, be interesting. No. It's we, gonna be we would have found a way. <laughs> it would, but 
you would have literally had tunnel talk from a tunnel. I think that, that would have been quite something different. Yeah, you know? like, that'd be incredible. There is another tunnel talk podcast that is put out by the New Jersey Transit Authority. So okay. <laughs> competing with them. So They have cool hats, so I don't wear a cool hat. So, mm. you know, That's I guess I'm just lesser. Yet. Yes. Maybe we'll find you one. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be your uh, thanks for being a guest host gift. We'll just mail you a cool, a cool hat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding you to that now. You, yeah. you said like I'd say nice things if you if you put a gun to my head. So, <laughs> so now we're starting the bribery portion. Mm. I, I heard you. I heard what you said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should we talk about the wrestling? Let's, Let's go. do it. All right. So this week, um, Dynamite got preemptive. So it was on Tuesday instead of on Wednesday, and it branded itself as a special title Tuesday. And uh, this time slot change put it up against NXT. So then both uh, WWE and AEW, um, I would say, lost their minds and went into a pretty embarrassing dick measuring contest for ratings, where WWE was kind of like, you know, if I tie John Cena to my dick, it would be a lot longer, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you do that, sure. So, um, so WWE ended up winning, but not by a ton. And they did pull out John Cena and The Undertaker and like a bunch of their main roster. So um, both sides seem to feel pretty good about it. So that's nice. You know, I just hope all the wrestling companies have a good time. <laughs> it's so funny for WWE to pull out like literally every trick they had in order to win the, their time slot against a program that's not usually yeah. on that time slot. Right. Like, to me, I'm like, yeah, you should win easily. Yeah, like, I don't you should understand. win with, without John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Whatever. And, whatever. Yeah, what does it mean? You won one week. Congratulations. But, uh, but yeah, but so then uh, Dynamite ended up as a pretty stacked, uh, pretty stacked week for some random dream matches with no build. But that was, you know, fun for us. It was commercial free the whole first hour. So, yeah. I very stupidly did not. I thought that like a commercial free first hour was like a gift from CBS <laughs> where they were like, yeah, OK, you can have this. This is. This is a special occasion. I don't know. I just didn't really think it through. I didn't understand that all of the commercials for the first hour would be shoved into the second hour. That was worse. I would say that was worse. It was worse. I didn't think that was better. I didn't care for it. No, that second hour was rough. Like poor Hangman and Jay White just got completely yeah. destroyed by outbreaks, and you Bad just like situation. you know it's coming. I mean, anyone that's seen that, and you're just like, right, who's going to be the guy that's going to have to be the full guy and deal with that and try and like kind of stop the bleeding? And it was like, okay, yeah, he'll he'll be fine. He won't care. Like yeah. he's got no ego. It's fine. But uh, yeah, I, I, you kind of did feel for them. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, and um, when you go to outbreak, they're going they're going to put John Cena on screen. You know, their biggest draw <laughs> in twenty years. So you can't see me, guy. Where like even. You go to a show here still, and you'd still see somebody in a John Cena t-shirt or a kids in a John Cena t-shirt. But hey, you know, if that's that's what they go to, you get him out of Hollywood, you stick him on there. You stick yeah. The Undertaker, who he normally is only rolled out for Saudi Arabia or Raw Anniversary <laughs> shows. Like, yeah, good job. Yeah, he, he'd be edging like the... Uh, in um, the overrun, like, yeah, I, he probably should, like, you know, like, <laughs> like he doesn't even come out for WrestleManias half the time. Like, we'll yeah. put him on NXT Mania. Like, what are you guys doing? It's, <laughs> it's wild. Insane. It's even wild insane. insane. 
yeah. two guys that like actual like normie non-wrestling fans have heard of, which uh, I like when people try to argue with Dave Meltzer that people have heard of Roman Reigns. And it's like, no, I wasn't a wrestling fan three years ago and they have not. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I sure hadn't. Like, <laughs> I had no idea who Roman Reigns was. Uh-uh. No. It's just, it's so funny. And it's like, it's not a, even Tony put everybody on the card. Like, there was no lead on the card. There was no world title match on the card. And no. it's like, yeah, we're going to put John Cena in two in two quarters. And we're going to celebrate. <laughs> like, you know, we've, we've won. Oh, it's just, like, I don't know. Like, everyone's like, oh, it's this. It means this. It's like, it's utterly meaningless. <laughs> yeah. It means nothing. So silly. Like, other than, you know, you just want to, yeah, just wave your dicks around. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the best millionaire or billionaire. And, like, oh, just go to sleep, yeah. log off Twitter, go to the park. Like, yeah. Just watch, watch some grown men have a slap fight, basically. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, both ratings actually came in pretty well. Um, I don't think there's anything yeah. to, to whine about. But, hey, you know what? There's a good thanks to it because it seemed to get things more focused and more energy and it was mm-hmm. kind of yeah. getting people to talk about good stuff while mm-hmm. going into the show. And, um, <laughs> you know, but that was so different. We've not had that for like forever of people going, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, I really want to see this. And, mm-hmm. oh, God, there's, there's two good TV matches on one show. Like, when's yeah. the last time that happened? So mm-hmm. there was some good stuff yeah. out of it, but it's like come on now grow up I just I don't have the energy for this anymore. <laughs> yeah seriously yeah it was a really really stacked episode of Dynamite with actual matches which was a lot of fun the um the opening match that got the benefit of the commercial free period here was uh Brian Danielson versus Swerve Strickland um which was a lot of fun it was a uh big time Kama Sutra match I would say yeah. where they just did yeah. sex to each other all yeah. over the place yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, Leah, at one point you said that uh, that Brian Davis looked more naked than usual, which I did agree with. It was I weird. don't know. Something about something about the way that Swerve was throwing him around, I was like, he looks so small and, like, his shorts seem smaller. He looks more naked. <laughs> this yeah. seems more, like, obscene, all of it. I don't know. I know. He usually doesn't get, like, ragdolled the way that some yeah. of the other small guys do in AEW, which is cool. But, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, so they did intercourse. And then and I got pretty worried for Brian Danielson's arm. Uh, he was doing some good selling there. And uh, Prince Nana was ringside for Swerve. And at the end of the match, he distracted the ref so that Swerve could grab his crown to try to cheat. But before Swerve could use it to cheat, Hangman ran in, grabbed it away from him to stop him. Swerve, pretty furious about that. They've got their big history from the last uh, stuff they were doing. And so then Brian Danielson recovered, and he won. And so now he's got a TNT title shot against Christian Cage on Collision this weekend. So we're recording on Thursday, so we haven't seen that yet, but very exciting. Um, So, yeah, so what do you guys think of all this? Uh, It was – I couldn't believe how, like, Swerve did two – different kind of kinds of matches like in the past like week like his one with hangman was like furious and like heated and he was like all riled up and then this one was like just really intense but it didn't have that like grudge level and so it was mm-hmm. like oh swerve can do both no worries he can do yeah. anything so yeah really sell the emotion mm-hmm. versus just like yeah doing he's doing also Brian danielson really technical yeah. yeah it was incredible what do you think trish so there's a lot of pressure on him, you know. So you're getting all these mm-hmm. kind of these big opportunities, and this was a big spot in a big show with a competition, and you get that you're going out there first with Brian Danielson, you know, one of the best wrestlers in 
the history mm-hmm. of wrestling. And it's like he goes out there and he has that adaptability. He just falls straight into place. Yeah. There's no there's no kind of mm-hmm. worry about it. And the interesting thing for me was that they went to kind of um, feeling out the crowd. So, you know, he had a lot of support in that crowd. Danielson, mm-hmm. by the end, you know, he's stomping on Swerve and it's like he's working the hill. Um, mm-hmm. So they flipped it around quite a bit. And, you know, what I really like with Swerve is he has that thing of um, making things look absolutely brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so he had, like, the house call and it was like a drive-by. It just, like, killed Danielson. <laughs> it just reminded me of that kind of the arm snap that he did with, with Hangman yes. at WrestleDream. Um, but, yeah, so he, yeah, he looks like he belonged at that level. I feel like Swerve is the person, like, compared to Ricky Starks, where it's like Swerve makes the most of, like, every opportunity he has, you know, where he's, like, killing it every time he's out there, which is so impressive. Yes. Yeah, and you can tell, like, when something isn't working, he changes, he notices Mm -hmm. and changes gear, you know? When Trench didn't work out, (laughs) he got rid of Trench. Trench is gone. <laughs> trench. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sometimes I like to bring Trench up just because whenever whoever I'm talking to remembers who I'm talking about, they're like appalled all over again. It's very like, wow, that was that really happened. That was I didn't dream it. <laughs> and you know, the thing is is he doesn't cry about it either. If something doesn't work out, yeah, he goes or... back to the drawing board, he's always positive about it. You know, he's putting in the extra work. You can see kind of his um, body changing shape now as well. He's figured out his look. And it will take time. And the kind of face-heel dynamic thing is going to be really interesting with him because the crowd is so investing in him right now. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a real hard line to balance. But you know what? Out of everybody that's coming through, he's definitely the guy that you need to kind of put most into right now. Yeah. 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 They really should lean into it because he's just like – Star quality, like straight oh, yeah. to the top of the card for yeah. sure. Yeah. Did Did you guys think it made sense for this to be for a TNT title shot between the two of them? I did not. I did not understand <laughs> that. At no point. At no point did I understand. I don't respect belts to begin with, but like for this, I was like, this doesn't. This doesn't make any sense. Like, why? So. What I believe is that originally it wasn't supposed to be for a TNT title shot. So there was originally a different plan, but was was it just going to be like just a, a match like for? No, for, no. Um, no. Swerve was going to wrestle somebody else um, oh. for a title. Okay. Um, so then it was changed. But, Interesting. Yeah. So the thing was right. So when this got announced, I felt really bad because you know we had a friend at the show who was very very excited about these matches. And I saw, like, them announce them, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, like, to me, it's it's like, yeah, they're great matches and that. But, like, you've... The TNT belt, right? I I challenge people to go on Cage Match and look at who has competed for the TNT belt this year. There's some incredibly funny names on there, including one indie name um, that I don't think I can even say. Um, But, like... (laughs) (laughs) But, you know... This is a belt that is the open cha- challenge belt. Like it's not a belt that you yeah. are wrestling for the opportunity for. It's just <laughs> oh, turn up and you That's know true. have a go. It, it's like going to the fair and playing coconut shy. <laughs> <It's like, laughs> it That's right. 
you're right. Should yeah. Brian Danielson have to aspire to have a shot at the TNT no, title? Oh, like behave yourselves. Like, and <laughs> the thing is, is they promoted the Hangman Swerve matches. Like, oh, the winner should be like number one contender for Max's belt. And then yeah. all of a sudden you're doing this. So to me, yeah. you know, you're, um, you know, Hangman's talking about, oh, you know, you're coming for my spot. Well, if your spot isn't worth a TNT title shot, then what the hell is your spot? So it just, right. um, yeah. I feel like it devalues everybody. I just, yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't, I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. No, and they it did the best they could with it, but I hate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a fantastic match as long as you just pretended it was a random dream match. Because right. if your brain focused too much on the TNT title thing, you were like, <laughs> "That's stupid." <laughs> I, f- I feel like their whole title situation right now is just so weird in general. It's like I don't, I don't know what we're doing with any of this. Like, yeah. really, like tags, trios. I don't know. We'll get into it later but (laughs) Leah I think you had some thoughts on um, what Brian Danielson has been up to is it weird to you guys that like Brian Danielson has given up doing like he just doesn't really do stories since Regal left like he just like since Regal left every match is he's just like I saw him and I had to have him (laughs) Zack Sabre Jr. whoever it is like he's he's like no I I want to bend his body around and that's that's what he's here for and I'm like but he was really good at it when he was like yeah. doing the BCC thing. But like, yeah, do you, like, when he seduced Mox into yeah. having children together. Do you think he was like, I had this whole thing with Regal. We were planning a whole storyline, and then he like screwed us over and left. And like, fool me once. He was like, never yeah. again. <laughs> no, no more storylines. Now, now I'm just having fun. <laughs> It's crazy. What do you think he's going to do for his retirement year? Is, Is it I, just going to be this? Like just him picking guys that he wants to wrestle? It's like, it'd be fine, but I would like to see a little bit more out of him emotionally. It's, it'd kind of be good if, you know, you want him to have the dream matches. So people want, they want Omega Danielson too, right? That's yeah. probably yeah. the biggest one that people still want back. And, you know, they'll want the Will Ospreay match, which they've kind of teased a little bit already. But I kind of also want to see him kind of give some of the wins back. So I want Hangman to get his decisive win over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that should be his natural successor in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. They connect with the audience in the same way. He's the in-ring guy that could aspire to be that in the same way that maybe Osprey is more similar to a Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it would be really good if we could get a really kind of detailed story because he's such a good storyteller and he can mm-hmm. vary his emotions yeah. and he can change the pacing and the crowd reaction to a match so quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a shame that we never did the kind of... Um, you know, when BCC were losing and he was winning and we never kind of exploited that post Forbidden yeah. Door and post Blood and Guts. I know. It's been so weird with him and BCC because it's like they kind of, they were together and then they drifted apart, but now they're kind of together again. I don't know. It's just like they're, he's sort of disconnected from them in a way no one ever talks about, but it comes and goes. It's very best friends in Orange Cassidy, honestly. <laughs> sloppy, <laughs> sloppy stuff. <laughs> Now, that is a take you're not going to hear on Wrestling Observer. <laughs> Brian Danielson is the orange Cassidy of BCC. <laughs> you know, it just came to me in that moment, but it felt right, and I think I stand by it. So, you know. He needs to wrestle Orange Cassidy. He needs I to wrestle. Should. That, that has to happen. Oh, my God, that yeah. has to happen. Wow. They should just do a bit where Brian Danielson is going for every belt. So, like, he <laughs> yeah, goes for the TNT. TNT belt. He goes for the international belt. He wrestles for yeah. the women's TBS belt. It's fine. He just wants a belt. <laughs> <laughs> 
That'd be so funny. That'd be. I feel like Brandon Anderson could really pull off that oh, persona yeah. where he's just like goofing around, being I'm gonna get all the belts. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna be the belt collector. Belt but collector. Only, only the like second tier belts. <laughs> second tier belts. Don't Max, you keep that. I'm just you gonna get the that. rest of them. Don't worry. He'll like yeah. wrestle trios, but just by himself. You know. Yeah. Be great. <laughs> oh. Yeah, um, I think Trish had something to say about Danielson and Prince Nana, actually. Uh, so this um, someone kind of pointed this out to me, and I've completely forgotten about it. But so one of the other things I think that you could see Danielson do is I do think you could see him wrestle Swerve again. So mm. that should be another guy who he gives his win back. But Prince Nana has never beaten Brian Danielson. So he has had different, <laughs> right? How, that, how many no, times no, not literally. <laughs> Well, he, no, yeah, yeah. Maybe that, that would be quite fun too. Um, yeah, just get him to do the dance. That, that, that would be, you know. I, mean, <laughs> I want to see Brian Anderson do the Nana dance. I do yes. want that. I do want yeah. that. Th- that's going to happen, right? Get him in yeah. a robe and everything. But no, so he has picked <laughs> different kind of uh, people to try and defeat Brian Anderson and it's never worked. So he, oh. he had Jimmy Rave, he had uh, Shelley, and now he's had Swerve. So if they do do a, a bit of a longer program with Swerve and Brian Danielson at some point, that would be kind of a nice thing to bring into it, to bring up the, their kind of history. Wow. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of a nice little anecdote that ties all the way back to the beginning of his career, really. Yeah. That's see, that's real, that's, see, that's the kind of stuff they should be emphasizing on commentary. Mm-hmm. They, should have, yes. they should have brought that up because that's so fun. To, like, I had no idea that Prince Nana and Brian no. Danielson had... A like, history? Yeah. No. If you watch anything of Danielson at that time period, you just won't even recognize. Yeah. (laughs) He's so scrawny and like, oh, it's a um, a different world. Clean cut dweeb over there. Yeah. Very much so. Like, yeah, if he walked into a room, nobody would even look twice at him. (laughs) (laughs) It's a different world, that that early early track. But now when he walks out with those, if he walks into a coffee shop with those pony braids on like yeah you're gonna look twice at him for yeah, sure. sure yeah <laughs> sure yeah i'm so excited that the swerve hangman feud is continuing too I like know. i kind of thought we were maybe doing a one-off but it's great they had so much intensity there let's get some i know and then hangman really does a really good job he did it with mox too where he's like i know i should let it go but yes. I hate him so much. <laughs> That's true, I, yeah. I, like, I'm consumed. It wasn't enough to fight him. <laughs> I had to fight him till we both die in the ring. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny because with, with Moxley, he was like, I want my word back. I want my word back. And with Swerve, he's like, nah, you're going to earn it and I'm going to make you. Yeah. And mm. that's like his whole orientation. It's not like, okay, yeah, you've pissed me off. Now it's like, no, 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 you want my spot. Come on then. Sorry, that went that went so British. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no! That's like that, and um, I can't I can't use the word bruv. If I hear the word bruv, I just want to like, oh, I'm gonna die. Like it just like no. We're not all from London, I promise. Um, but yeah, they, I, I really like kind of um, their kind of attitude towards this and how they're trying to elevate each other. And yeah. He's just a completely right guy for Swerve to be in with. Um, yeah. And he can decide, you know, whether they're going to go face or, they, you know, they can stay to or whatever, whatever they're, um, they're going to pick. Wow. 
I just, the way you said that, I was like, wow, if Heyman goes swerve, goes heel with swerve, I would have to be sedated. Yeah. I think <laughs> Ooh. If, if Heyman became swerve's dark queen, wow. Oh my God. If there I are two, honestly, two bad boys together. Yeah, oh. I, honestly, hey, I like, I need to take I, a I, vacation I, for my <laughs> mental health. I've been pushing this heel hangman thing as a bit of a joke for like over a year now, but like. The, I the would like to see it, yeah. The hangman of 2018 is not the hangman of now, so that makes me think, oh, my God, I need to see it. I, <laughs> yeah. I think it's coming. I mean, yeah. when Sarah – my Sarah and I got into, like, a big fight about this, like, last <laughs> year where she was like, hangman couldn't turn heel. He's the white meat baby face. The crowd could never let him. And I was like, you – he would have to do more work. But he, you can't like there. There's no wrestler that's worth anything that couldn't turn you, yeah. if they really, really, really wanted to. And it, yeah, it might have taken a year. You know what I mean? It takes it takes yeah. effort. But Hangman could turn heel, and I could love yeah. it. Well, and honestly, like right now too, when his character's kind of been on and off TV a lot, and we've mm-hmm. spent a lot of the last year not seeing him, like it is a time when he could really reboot could. himself in an interesting way. He stabbed Swerve in the hands. Yeah, he full on stabbed him. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I woke up the next morning and I saw it, and I was like, he stabbed a man. He <laughs> stabbed <laughs> what? That's not that's not white meat baby face. I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And he's always had that kind of element to him. Do you remember, like, when he um, faced Adam Cole in the Texas death match and before that, he walked up to him and he's like, shoves him right through the face and he's like, you look at me when I'm talking to you. And everyone's yeah. like, yes, yeah. yes, Mr. Hangman, we were. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Yeah. But that's the guy. That's that's all you that's need to be as a heel. That's yeah. that's all you need. You don't need. To, he doesn't need to be the whiny. Oh, you know, you you turn yeah. your back. No, if, none of that. No, no. no. just if like he I, heel, I'm just a killer. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. If he turned heel, I don't think it would be in the like, like necessarily way that the Bucks do heel. Like it wouldn't. It yeah. it would still. He still would be the same character. It would just be yeah. in this like really interesting like. I've, like, I'm stopping. the drunk, intense, angry. Yeah. And yeah. I'm no longer making myself do the right thing. I'm doing the thing that I want to do, whatever yeah. that is. Like, that could be such, a, like, an interesting thing for his character. With, like, a self-loathing, like, mm-hmm. doing bad things, hating myself, like, doing more bad things. This is things, where I belong, spiral. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. You were, you were a fool if you ever believed in me sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of weird how it follows the, the John Moxley line. So what happened to Moxley before facing Hangman? And how yeah. he kind of turned mm. darker. And then Hangman has kind of followed him in a yeah. sense. And now, you yeah. know, he, he still wears that little black leather jacket everywhere that he wore since the Texas death, uh, death match in San Francisco. And it's like, and all his gear got darker progressively. You know, all that kind of the brightness in Adam Page's kind of look just kind of has disappeared since March. It's kind of an interesting thing just to keep an eye on, really. Ooh, yeah. I just got good shivers. I know, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and speaking of Hangman, we can just segue right into his, the match he had on Dynamite. Um, so he did fight Jay White, and like Trish said, it was um, horribly disrupted by commercials because it got put in that second hour where all the commercials got sent. So there was like two minutes of the match that wasn't in picture-in-picture. Um, but yeah, so when they came out, the rest of the Bang Bang Gang came out with Jay White and the stolen Triple B belt by riding tricycles, and then they sat over by the barricades the whole time. 
Um, Jay White and Hangman did some sexy open hand slapping. It was a really brutal, intense match. I was really nervous that Hangman was going to get hurt. Um, and the end of it, Bullet Club Gold distracted the ref so that Hangman didn't quite get a count. And then while the ref was still distracted, Prince Nana showed up trying to interfere as payback for Hangman stopping him earlier with Swerve. Hangman saw it coming, so he, he grabbed the crown and didn't get hit by it, but it distracted him enough that Jay could get the pin grabbing his tights. Um, so, yeah, so Trish, what do you think of this match? <laughs> and Trish, please remember that we're not age-restricted uh, podcasts, so... <laughs> be as graphic as you want to be. It's fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, I tell you what, right, before I get into any of, like, why it was kind of big for me and their history and that, there was one bit where, you know, he, um, Jay holds up the belt to him and you just see, like, the size difference now in Hangman and Jay and you're like, oh, my God, he could eat him. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's, like, still big now. Yes. And, yeah. Um, he's kind of juicy, just, yeah. Yeah, and he's, you know, and he's filling out again. His uh, shape's changing, which is, we keep mentioning it because it's really interesting because sometimes you can kind of see some things coming in terms of who's being pushed or who's doing what, depending on that. So so it's good. But for me, it's like, okay, so I am, and we, do you remember we did the whole Naito Hiromu thing and I drove you all up the wall um, last year, but... I am this big New Japan fan from that era. And the two guys that we thought would be the future of New Japan were Adam Page and Jay White. Mm -hmm. And 2018 Mm. Adam Page is not 2023 Adam Page. Mm. And so the big thing that happened was, was Jay won the belt from Kenny Omega US Championship. And Hangman wanted to challenge for it. That's a traditional thing they do in Japan. And Kenny tried to stop him. And it started the whole elite civil war that you've probably seen if you've seen BTU or anything like Mm -hmm. that, even if you've not seen the New Japan stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they did this promo. uh, They did a press conference just before they were due to meet in the match for the US Championship. And Jay White, like, destroyed him. It was brutal. Like, Hangman, Hangman's promos, oh, my God, I've never seen a guy change his promo so much. He's like, (laughs) he was awful. (laughs) Um, it was like it was like Kenny Omega on Collision two weeks ago. I'm sorry, that's a good burn. Wow, yeah, kind of low you, energy, kind of phoned it in, huh? Yeah, you, you, he just he just didn't have an idea of who he was yet, and mm. you know, and the funny thing about that promo, and I went back and I watched this because I kept thinking about it after the Swerve promo. But he literally is like, oh, you haven't had many singles matches lately because you're in a shadow of the Bucks. You're constantly in their shadow. And he's just constantly at, oh, you're only here because you're in a Bullet Club. And it's so similar to the language that's being used by Swerve. And the funny thing is, you look at Hangman's journey and his story journey, not like the, the internet thing, but his story journey in AEW is really like not the elite not supporting him. or He, he may even have to fight the elite to get his opportunities. Mm-hmm. So it always seemed strange when Swerve brought it up, but at the same time, it was like, well, actually, that fits back into the Jay White thing. And then, oh, oh, suddenly Jay White's involved. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're all mixing in now. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. But yeah, it's like a, it was like a, a soiree. It's like you wait for these guys to interact again. And we got a little bit of Forbidden Door last year. and um, But it was different. So this is the first time that Hangman has not felt like the lesser guy going in. 
So mm-hmm. in 2018, mm-hmm. he's the lesser guy in both times, you know, whether the US title match or the G1 match. And then you go to Forbidden Door and Jay's the champion and, you know, getting obsessed with him on his promo, like in when he wins the belt. He's not talking about a Carter. He's not talking about Adam Cole. He's just like, you dumb cowboy bitch. And <laughs> 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 there was a, I've been to New Zealand. That's the worst Kiwi accent I've ever done in my life. <laughs> so much time there um someone <laughs> someone's gonna tell me off for that one um but he like yeah so he comes in in a forbidden door and then he's standing over him at the end and he's like oh free and oh baby and this time he's holding up a belt that he's not earned that's not his mm-hmm. that hangman has had and it's the first time hangman has really seen it since losing to john moxley last year a year ago so and that's kind of an interesting little thing because it's always been oh i want my word back i want to reunite with my friends and now it's like oh, this belt's staring me in the face again. Yeah. So do I want that? Is that what I want? Do I know what I want? Um, and then, yeah, they, they worked very much that kind of match as well. So Jay is very much a counter-wrestler. So it's like the opposite of what you'd expect. Normally a heel will drive that offense and then you want the big flashy counters from your baby face. Mm-hmm. But he's completely the opposite. So you have the, the face trying to get offense and every time they feel like they're gaining some momentum, he'll just cut it off just like that. And that was kind of exciting to see. But I was just so excited to see them mix it up a little bit again. And at the end, what was really cool for me, and maybe this isn't the best for your number one contender for your world title, is is Jay didn't win cleanly. He didn't win easily like he has in the past. He wasn't standing over Hangman. In fact, you know, Hangman walks off chasing Nana, and he's still on the floor. He's kneeled down, out of breath, knows he's just kind of stolen one. And... I think that's coming in the future. I can see, you know, they've been doing this thing with Jay and the Elite. You know, he attacked Kenny before All mm-hmm. In. He beat the Bucks at All Out. He's now going to win over Hangman. This is kind of coming back soonish, but he's showing that little bit of doubt he's never had with Hangman before. And I thought mm-hmm. that was really, really cool. Sorry, I knew I was just going to go off on one because... Like, <laughs> no, I loved it. This is it. Yeah. This is this is where we go. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, all of that, I really like... I re- I really, really want all of this to start paying off, you know, because yeah. it's been like such a rough year with like things with mm-hmm. the elite just not paying off the way you'd expect it to. And yeah. so the idea of having hope again, where you're like, oh, like, mm-hmm. are they going to do something fun with Jay White? Like, are they going to do something with uh, Hangman going heel? Like, they could, they could, and they might, and that, I might yeah. be, like experience happiness again. <laughs> and even if they don't go somewhere hangman going heel and they, there's this kind of weird tweener thing and swerve you mm-hmm. can then put him straight in with jay white and you can have jay white mentally break down as he makes his way back up you, you can use him for that yeah. and jay and jay jay is always going to be a slow build in the u.s he's yeah. never going to be someone quick and i know they've put him in with max now but that's like do you know like when hangman wrestled jericho where max wrestled um moxley the first time it's mm-hmm. kind of, you get them up, you set them there so people think they're on that level and then you tell the stories with them on their way back and yeah. then you get them up to the top. So he was never going to be like, sure, fire straight in the main event, he's going to be the guy. You need to build him up and you need to make it interesting. And he's got so much history with these guys. Yeah. You know, he's walking around these mm-hmm. promos going, you know, I'm going to be the elite world champion. And that's not for no reason to me. Yeah, right. Yeah. And honestly, like, Jay White hasn't really grabbed me yet, so I'm excited to, like, get the opportunity to, you know, see if, sure. see if he will. I don't know. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I guess we can transition from there into, there were a lot of interconnected storylines as we're talking about this, all these guys like connect to each other. So anyway, now we'll get into the really fun part, which is that after this match, um, MJF came out to yell at Jay White, um, to give him his belt back basically, which is, it's pretty funny that you just steal a belt and then I guess you just never leave it unattended. So MJF can't get it back. Um, but it was, like, at the start, I would say a really great promo from MJF where he said he understands Jay, he used to be Jay, he was always using people, but now he's trying to be a better man, and it's hard, and he hates it, but it's working, so please give him the belt back. <laughs> and then Jay's like, no, I will not give you the belt back, Like, but thanks for asking instead of jumping me with your devil mask, so calling back to some of the storylines going on. You can come take it for me at full gear, you can find three friends and fight the Bang Bang Gang, blah, blah. Um, so that was all fine. And then Jay gave Juice the mic and Juice, uh, said he was going to, he had a roll of quarters with Friedman written on it and said he was going to hit MJF with, which apparently Juice has hitting people with quarters as a gimmick, but also MJF the character has this history of being anti-Semitically bullied with people throwing coins at him and MJF the character reacted that way. Um, and so people, most people were not real psyched about this turn. So now, Anne, um, some people might mm-hmm. say that last week when I <laughs> made us do a victory lap where I said <laughs> that we escaped doing any kind of big discourse on our vacation, some might say that, um, that was shaking like my fist at the gods. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we have been cosmically punished for our hubris? I do think this is your fault primarily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, oh, I have to do the first episode back with the Wrestle Dream pay per view. Well, enjoy talking about Israel and Palestine in your week. <laughs> Got to sum up four, (laughs) eight shows at once instead of leading into one of the oldest conflicts. (laughs) Allie's gonna feel so smug when she shows back up next week. She better not say it. She better not say shit. (laughs) That's right. Learn our lesson. Um. Uh, Yeah, I didn't. I mean, this. I this wasn't an easy thing to watch or know how to react to. I mean, I I think a lot of our group chats really (laughs) struggled with it yeah and it was a thing where um obviously like a lot of people reacted really strongly with um not enjoying it and I didn't enjoy it myself um but then other people were kind of like it's not a big deal but um actually Trevor Dame had a really good Twitter thread that helped clarify my thinking a lot because he talked about um you know wrestling being a world where especially in the past it used to be a thing where a heel could come out and say something really repulsive and then the audience kind of gets a lot of catharsis by watching that heel get really beat up for saying it and I think that is what MJF is going for in this and I do feel like MJF is Jewish I'm not Jewish like he is and he deals with a certain amount of anti-semitism himself um so I can see that he's trying for that catharsis, which is something I understand. Um, But at the same time, for a lot of us, our wrestling fantasy world is not watching anti-Semites get punched, but it's not having to think about it at all and actually to pretend it's a world where it doesn't exist. Um, So I can kind of understand, even though I personally don't 
would prefer it not to be in there. I can understand people who um, don't mind it or even enjoy it or MJF saying, you know, kind of trust me, like this is the story I'm telling. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, he, MJF tweeted, I think this morning being like, you have like, just being like, please trust me. Like I, this is my story. This is something I wanted to tell. This is, you know, like, I'm not going to let you down. I'm not going to, the Nazis are going to get punished at the end. You know what I mean? Like, like he didn't say that exactly, but obviously because that's, that, that, well, that's the problem is that juice becomes the avatar for a really bad kind of person, which I don't really think is good for juice. I know. I was thinking about that such as ourselves. I was thinking about that too, because people were like, you know, we can tolerate like bad things being portrayed in TV and movies. And it's like, yeah, but like on a TV show, it's not like one of your character, like Newman on Seinfeld doesn't suddenly become an anti-Semite. And then you just kind of keep him on the show the whole time. Like that's not the way you tell these stories. Right. Right. (laughs) And like, yeah, Newman might, Newman might become a bad guy, but the, but you're not like he's not then trying to sell you shirts, you know what I mean? Like, and right. then, like yeah. you're not like you don't have like Lord. I don't know. It's just hard because it's like I understand that wrestlers have characters. Like I, I understand kayfabe, but yeah. the it's so much different than an actor like playing a character because like mm-hmm. it, especially with MJF, it's just mixed so much. Like yeah, MJF the character plays with MJF the real life person and so Mm -hmm. and I think Juice is a little bit different in that like Juice doesn't even have social media Juice is really not trying to like let you know what he's doing in his real life but he's still he's still a guy who works at a company that I like and if he hates Jewish people I want him to be fired (laughs) right and I don't think he does to be clear I think like he's participating in a story MJF wants to tell but that's that's my instinct is oh oh this is this is bad. I think that bad man should go away from me forever. Yeah. Well, and it is like once the storyline is over, like six months from now, am I just supposed to watch Juice and be like, this is cool and fun? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, that's not how, that's not great. It's, yeah. that's what makes it really difficult. And this has ended careers in the past, you know, people, I think Max brought up Muhammad Hassan in his tweet, which was uh, uh, an angle they ran on SmackDown in 2005, which I, very much remember it actually kind of like triggered my memory of that where they had four guys dressed as terrorists kind of surround the ring of the undertaker and they filmed it on the tuesday because smackdown then used to film tuesday and screen late in the week and that week we had a huge terrorist attack in london and they broadcast it and i just remember watching it and just feeling sick yeah, and that's not a great uh, emotion no. to go through wrestling. And this is completely, you know, it's it's a different thing. But yeah, the, the other thing is really strange is when you look at the characters kind of involved in this story. So Juice, who basically runs around pretending he's animal from the Muppets, yeah, um, most weeks, is now like the serious anti-Semitic guy. Like, yeah, it doesn't work for me. And then you have Max, yeah. who has been playing this kind of one-dimensional baby face for the last month of you know i'm like john cena or hulk hogan and now he's like super serious it's like an overcorrection from the whole tofu thing last week mm. and then also at the same time you've got the kind of the the adam cole stuff and the giraffe and i just don't think like the personalities involved kind of help that aspect if you wanted yeah. to tell a serious story and yeah. be mm-hmm. educational yeah. and then That's it's that true. balance of 
you know, yeah, you want it to be educational and you're trying to modernize the industry, but also you're using it to gain heat and to basically make money mm-hmm. for a pay-per-view match. And right. how that balances that motivation between things is is really difficult. It's a really yeah. fine line. And, you know, it's, you know, we have to be conscious of so many different voices but also the fact it, it is the time period you know the, this conflict that's going on currently is um volatile and yeah. you've got to be really careful that you're not caught up in that kind of response or that press or you know you if you set one foot wrong here one yeah. foot right. it's not right. gonna go well so is it worth that maybe to to max it is but he's just gotta you know he's a fantastic wrestler he's a fantastic performer is he does he have the subtlety to pull this off with how kind of he convert from one extreme to another i'm not 100 percent sure and that's what worries me yeah i it's clearly something that's very important to him and i support like i mean the times in pre- promos before where he's he's brought up anti-Semitism and, AD, like, what he's gone through with ADD and everything else. Like, I've supported him doing that because I do think, you know, this is his chance with a platform and these things are very important to him. And, you know, I always support when the when he retweets some of the hate he gets on Twitter. Like, I'm like, people should know that, like, he this, this is the kind of shit that he's seeing. But... I think it's just hard to work into a wrestling feud. And I think mm-hmm. I'm surprised that he's trying it considering how bad it went with Takesha. You know what yeah. I mean? And like he, he was the guy on the other side then. Yeah. So right. now you, you, you want people right. to feel sympathy for him, but right. you know, he was playing with racial un- over- undertones right. for the Takesha right. thing. And yeah, then he came out as the it. guy on top. Yeah. yeah. So that's, it's, right. it's, yeah, it's, it's a dangerous game. Yeah. 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 And wrestling as a media, it's not the most subtle media there is. No, no. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I guess they kind of have to keep going with it now, but um, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. That's the other thing that it's sort of like, there is a chance that MJF, like, sticks the landing. You know, there is a chance. It's possible, yeah. But it just sucks that there's just this week in between where, or, you know, however many weeks it takes, like, where we just have to live in this discourse where I see the world's worst people saying things (laughs) that I don't enjoy seeing. It's kind of like, that's the hard thing about this kind of stuff is, like, it's like you get 10 minutes to do this once a week at best, you know? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Maybe we'll come back in, you know, couple weeks and be like you know he was that crazy <laughs> son of a bitch made it happen maybe he, I didn't, maybe he will i didn't think it was possible but yeah he he solved it yeah um does anybody have any like final thoughts on that before we just pivot away no i i think it tells you how what it's like because it's so uncomfortable just to talk about let alone yeah. to watch i think that kind of is a good summary for me you know we're struggling yeah. to kind of find the right words and yeah yeah, yeah. It's not for easy sure. to talk about, you know, because no. there's not an easy way to be like, we should we should engage in these topics, but really in the most delicate possible way. And obviously, the most delicate brush they have is wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, 
Trish, it's a great point that like the other storyline that MJF is enmeshed with right now is like the next strong Roddy stuff, which is the most bizarre tonal crossing of the two. Mm. Um, and the the Max Caster thing as well. So it's, yeah, yeah. So you're doing these kind of comedy kind of skits at the same time, and you know, and then yeah, Juice comes riding in on a trike as a, a shot of the Undertaker or whatever, and they're sitting down like little school children for Adam Page and. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very incongruous. Yeah. Yeah. So we did have another um, pre-tape from the Better Than Bebe uh, world where Adam Cole is still stuck at Roddy Strong's house doing his chores, basically. <laughs> oh, <joy>. um, <laughs> And MJF's trying to call him and can't get through with this terrible cell reception. So um, just to pivot out of a serious topic and into a comedy topic very uh, boldly, like we're MJF himself. Um, <laughs> I know um, we've mostly enjoyed these pre-tapes, and I'm still mostly enjoying them. Um, I know a lot of people hate them. I think, Trish, you're more on the not enjoying side. So what have you been, what have you been thinking about it at this point? Oh, God, I knew you were going to do this to me. <laughs> yourself woman fine I I lived with this up to all in okay I was I was fine with it I I was like I okay this is funny okay yeah I really don't care it's not my thing I hate the NXT ones and I was like but you know what it's going well and you know people like it and they're enjoying it it's great it's great to me to see people enjoying wrestling even if it's like it's like Dan Housen right I I can't stand him like I don't want (laughs) to see him I don't want to see his stupid face pain I don't want to see cape like just get him (laughs) off my tv but i understand that people like him and they buy his merch even if he can't wrestle and he's just uh, anyway right (laughs) wow (laughs) a lot of dan has an animosity it's it's just there's so many things it's so stupid what winds me up so it's but I was fine with it. And then it got to, you know, the turning point for me in a way was halfway through was they, they should have gone over FTR. They should have beat FTR and had the yeah. main tag belts. And then you sure. could con- Yeah. And then you can continue that story post all in, but mm-hmm. then they get to all in, you do the thing at the end. Um, he decides the belt doesn't matter anymore, which to me, I, that's, I get too much, I've got too much kind of Japanese sensibilities. So I'm just like, yeah, it's great that he's now your friend, but this should be the most important thing in your promotion. And I don't care that uh, I guess, but now we're at the point where, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you've got to do something different. So you have Adam Cole, home but we're going to pretend that he's not got surgery and he's been doing chores at, um, for like the whole week and I just can't suspend my disbelief of it I just roll my eyes um, but you know yeah, I know people are still enjoying it and I know you'll hate me um, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not at all. Not but no. it's just yeah and the thing is is I, I look at myself sometimes and I say I used to laugh at this stuff so I don't get it now <laughs> yeah like, I, I don't yeah I don't get it Totally. No, I, no. The, I think we were getting annoyed at people that were like, if you, if you like this, you don't deserve to like wrestling. Like that was <laughs> some of the like opinions that we were bashing at the time that were like just out of its mind. But like one nation radio hated this. You hated this. That didn't bother me. Cause like it was just, yeah. it was just mostly um, like a different outlook on like the importance of belts, which, I mean, I think we as a podcast just don't respect belts to begin with. So, <laughs> um, 
I will say that I'm glad that I'm glad that MJF really wasn't involved in these pre-tapes because I do think mm-hmm. it's right that he has to move on. Like he can't yeah. be involved in this. And the yeah. problem is that the a lot of the charm of it is Adam Cole being caught between MJF and Roddy. And so it's right that MJF separated himself from it mostly, but that does mean that the the pre-tapes, I'm still enjoying them, but they're not they're not like the highlight of the episode, which they had been a couple times. Yeah. For a <laughs> little bit, yeah. And like the thing is that like I hate when like a wrestler gets injured and then they just completely disappear. Like and they're just gone forever. So if this is a way for um if this is a way for Adam Cole to still be on the TV, that's fine to me. Like that like it's what are you gonna do? That's fine. Yeah. I think for me, like what it's hitting is like, I'm still enjoying them. Like I thought this was funny. Like I had a good time and I like seeing Adam Cole, but um, it is like, if he's going to be out for like a really long time, like we got to pivot. Like you can't keep these pre-tapes going for like however long that surgery recovery is. So, and MJF does need to be like just involved in the world title scene and all that. So it is a little bit like, what are we doing here? (laughs) Like what's our end game? I know. Cause like, I don't like Roddy at some point has to start because rest of, Roddy is not injured. At some point, they've got to figure out a way to get him back into wrestling. Yeah. What do you mean he's not injured? His neck's like screwed, isn't it? So true. I I do feel bad for him because I do feel like this angle like has really made him interesting for the first time. And it is like, oh, Adam Cole like jumps off the ramp wrong and now like your career, like sorry, buddy. But it is a little bit like, well, but it's got to be sorry, buddy. (laughs) Like we got to move move this along I think yeah so yeah it's like the first time Roderick Strong's been interesting to me in like his whole career and yeah you know, that's not uh, the first time I've heard that uh, yeah other people I know that like know who he is were like oh like I thought he was nothing like I thought he was <laughs> the worst kind of like boring and this was so fun <laughs> Yeah, he was crazy. like, what did they call him? The, the master of the backbreaker. It's like, I can't think of a more boring nickname. It's, it's like, <laughs> I'm very dull. This is the only move I can do. You will enjoy it because this is what you will pretend to enjoy. Thank you. Um, so, no. It, yeah, it's, it's kind of nice to see him have some personality, even if it's yeah. just like not for me. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right. Um, so in other news, this was a big week for title changes, even outside of title Tuesday, um, collision last week was time shifted to 7 PM. I had not paid attention enough to notice. Um, and during that hour when I don't know how many people were watching FDR lost the tag belts to Ricky Starks and big bill. (laughs) (laughs) What? In what was basically a squash match, wasn't it? Apparently, yeah. I mean, I didn't watch it, but I didn't know it was on. Our friend Nicole, like, live block, she was like, yeah. I guess FTR just brought the titles. And I was like, are you, like, watching Rampage from last night? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, four minutes and 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so there's, like, rumor, maybe Cash is injured, maybe he's not injured, maybe he has having legal trouble, maybe they're dodging the bucks. I don't know what's happening. Ricky and Big Bill aren't even a tag team. What That's are we doing crazy. here? That's crazy to me. I hate, I hate the idea of somebody with a tag belt who is, aren't really aren't really tag team or a tag team. Yeah. And if you need to like give it to an interim, there's like so many tag teams in the company that aren't like, it's like 2.0. I never see anymore, you know, like could give it to them. Could give it to anybody. 
Yeah, but it's got to go to one of his boys. We, we know how this works by now, right? <laughs> yeah. A collider, yeah. A collider. A, a collider, the, that imaginary uh, yeah, term that we were all using all summer to describe anybody that... Uh, <laughs> what a stupid term that was. Mm-hmm. It's been, FTR has had such a bad tag run. It's just been incredibly boring. I mean, I'm sure being siloed on collision where they're only wrestling two other people or whatever didn't help anything, but um, it's a bad situation. Do you know what was really funny about this? And it wasn't even the match, which you think about it, it's hilarious, right? So you have this big, long tag run. You had this big campaign going into it. It was like, we're going to leave to go to WWE. Please like us. We're not fighting the acclaim there. We're already fighting the guns. Um, and then you have this huge long run and you end it the same way that you ended your Ring of Honor run and the same way you ended your, your acclaimed match last year where you walk in, you do a promo and everybody knows you're losing. Like yeah. the moment that you walk in, you're like, we, 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 we've worked really hard and our bodies are breaking, but we're still your <laughs> champions. And like, yeah, everybody knows you're losing. Congratulations. And then someone calls you out on it and says, oh, you have a boo-boo face. And then you're like, we didn't have fun. We were always going to put somebody over. We weren't really mad, honest. And it's like, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I like, love how thin-skinned they are. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. For Yeah. Dax is just out here embarrassing himself all over, all over this internet of ours. Oh, I wish they claimed had just kept the tag titles this whole time. It would have been way more fun. And it really hurt them as well. They went from like top merchandise yeah. to really struggling and that stuff. And it's just never it's been, crazy. they've never been as over as they were. But yeah, the, the other thing was, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, we spent a whole year telling people that the, the bucks are ducking us, the bucks are ducking us. You know, they didn't do the match or all out 20, uh, 22 because, you know, they, they wanted to wrestle with Kenny who actually makes money. Um, but it's like, oh, see, then you get your bucks match. And it's like, oh, you're supposed to have this rematch at full gear. They've just got the number one contendership. Let's drop the belts. Let's get rid of them. Let's put them on somebody else. Okay. Oh, yeah. You like, complete boy who cried wolf nonsense. Like, what are you doing? And then, yeah, you're going to sit on Twitter and, like, vanity search your names to see what people say. Like, you know, oh, yeah, you just lost the belts in front of 2,200 people and 300,000 people on a Saturday like it didn't matter like yeah and then you're like hey we had the best raid ever top guys out I'm like yeah you, you were like you know you just back it up dances for CM Punk or summer like <laughs> you had two yeah. great matches fantastic yeah but um that's not what you know did how many teams did you elevate how many people did you right. make something out of how many things were memorable how many pay-per-view matches were memorable or were they just kind of stuck in the card that's the standard that's the standard right. for this level of rain and it's just like yeah. you know how many times was Dax working like he was a sloth like just right just right. not good is it but yeah yeah it's it's uh, as rich latter would say it's it's time to go and bye don't come back anytime soon um, <laughs> seriously <laughs> yeah maybe cash will get thrown in jail and we'll all be happier <laughs> maybe god <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> anything i say now after that is just going to get me in trouble so we'll, we'll just <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, anyway, we're getting low on time, so we've got to speed up here a little bit. Um, so speaking of title changes, um, on title Tuesday, Sheeta fought Soraya for the women's world title and won, which I didn't see coming at all. Um, Ruby Soho came out to interfere, but Sheeta with spray paint, but Sheeta turned the spray paint back on her, and then Tony Storm ran in and hit Ruby with her shoes. Um, and then Soraya also tried to cheat with a kendo stick and spray paint, but Sheeta still came through to win. Um, so yeah, did the rest of you guys expect this at all? I was not paying attention, to be honest. I <laughs> like I was watching, but I wasn't like fully watching. Like I was keeping an eye on it, and all of a sudden I like I heard the bell and I was like what what and <laughs> Sarah also was not paying attention she sat up and we both had a minute to process it where we were like cheetah 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 one it's so exciting Soraya's has not been doing a lot with the belt no I mean I can't believe they gave it to her just for Wembley <sighs> so stupid I should not be allowed to talk on Soraya <laughs> 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 but I'm very happy that Sheeta has the belt back and she'd all yeah. have good wrestling matches and it's nice to have a good wrestler with the belt and I'm not saying anything else <laughs> it is nice to have a good wrestler with the belt <laughs> yeah it is really nice and a, you know they, they've teased the Britt Baker stuff so as soon as Britt comes back you've got a natural kind of big program for her if you want it so uh, yeah I let's do that I would love a big fun Sheeta Britt like but like that was but like if they did it I don't know if they if they didn't do it immediately and just like made this like Brit and Cheetah like bickering thing like naturally kind of play out into a feud instead of just mm. rushing it the way they always do yeah oh, please yeah. don't rush it yeah if they oh. could do some little actual character moments and yeah. and make something feel like it had some resonance I'd be so happy Oh. I did laugh that she did tweeted and was like, why do my belt pictures always have to have me with green on my face? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. She has so much natural humor. So just bring <laughs> that, so bring that to the screen. Great. And yeah. like, she's so funny. She was on like talk is Jericho and she was hilarious. Like, yeah. Oh, so that. yeah. She's just got kind of a natural kind of humor to it. And yeah, hearing English is very good. Just, just use her, um, let her yeah. wrestle, let her kick people and slap people. And, you know, she's she's the best female wrestler they have now. Oh, yeah. Jamie out. Yeah. So yeah. you're like, yeah, that's going to be better because I, I, I don't want to sit through Soraya promos or Soraya matches. Thank you very much. Yeah. Anything so. they can do to get the outcasts off screen is making yeah. me happy. And I mean... Yeah. And, also, Tony Storm is fully doing the silent film gimmick thing now, too, which is great because, like, again, gets less outcast stuff on there. But are you guys enjoying the silent film stuff? I didn't get it at very first. Like, the very first um, one that uh, that they did, I was like, why, why are they letting her do a promo with no audio? And then uh, after... After, like, a bit, I was like, oh, oh, I get what she's doing. It's still, like, I, like, she's just so naturally charismatic that, like, it's just working for me. I found it very interesting on One Nation Radio this week, like, uh, James and Rich were trying to sort out, like, why they hate brochachos and they like (laughs) Tony Storm. And they were saying that they think it's literally just because it's not, like, there's no belt involved no like belt they're not involved. yeah interesting that the like if tony was still the women's world title holder that they would hate this just as much 
but because it's not, then it's fine, which is, I guess, I, it makes sense to me if you care about belts, which I don't. But. <laughs> yeah, it's like a dispatch from a totally different state of mind. Like, right. oh, all right, sure, yeah. Well, that's it my ups. reaction. That's what, I, I listen <laughs> to One Nation Radio every week, and I'm constantly like, and it's me visiting another, an entirely <laughs> different country. It's just checking in. <laughs> See, I am absolutely on their mindset. And it's because it's, it's harmless. It's just harmless. It's funny, but it doesn't really affect, like, the top of the card or it doesn't stop other people from being elevated. Or, and it's, like, to me, uh, this is the Japanese wrestling thing. It's, like, the heavyweight belt's, like, the most important championship. Everybody should want it. Everybody should want to ascend to it. So then when you just do that sort of stuff, I'm just like, oh, come on, I, I want this to mean something. <laughs> but then when Tony Storm, like, and she's like, watch out for the shoe. And then I'm just like, okay, that's funny. <laughs> what is wrong? I'm like, what is wrong with me? Uh, but, yeah, absolutely. I, I do think they are spot on with that. Yeah. She's really, all this personality out of nowhere. She had no personality for she so long. She had no long. personality for so long. And now I'm like, yeah, sh- I would die for Tony Storm. She's yeah. amazing. My favorite wrestler. Yeah, seriously. She was um, like so completely lost. I, I was at her debut and it was just like, yeah, she's no idea who she is yet. But it takes yeah. time. Yeah, Mira yeah. had to sing What is Love and stop being a gamer. And then he figured himself out. So <laughs> it's like, it. <laughs> It was a funny moment. But, yeah, you've got to um, – sometimes it takes time for them to kind of fit into that groove. And it's great that she's found something rather than just being, like, Soraya's cast-off sort of thing. So Yeah. yeah. It is yeah. nice when you see – like, you see Roddy find out that if he's the most pathetic man on earth, that's when that's when things really click in. And Tony Storm, when she's a deranged silent film star, like, yeah, you just – you have to find your find your personality. Um, all right, so moving to the international belt scene, we had another big title change on Title Tuesday this week. Um, so John Moxley was supposed to wrestle Ray Phoenix for the international belt, but in the YouTube pre-show, Tony Khan came out with his eyes wide, wide open and told us that John Moxley was not cleared. Um, and then Hook Did he in. blink? Did he blink? I, I don't, I don't think know. so. Okay. He had the largest eyeballs I've ever seen on anyone, I think, but good for him. Um, so Hook came in, requested a title shot for Orange Cassidy, who was like, oh, I don't know. And then Tony was like, well, you don't have to. And Orange Cassidy was like, no, I'll do it. So um, so anyway, so Phoenix and Orange Cassidy had a very fast-paced, fun match. And Orange Cassidy won his belt back after he's been pining for it for all these weeks. Um, so there was golden confetti, and he stared lovingly at the belt for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Do we think he's actually, are they actually telling a story with Orange Cassidy? Uh, I, it seems impossible that they are. Because of how, like, every, like, every dirt sheet is, like, the international belt is, nothing is gone the way they planned with it. Yeah. You know? So, I, but, like, I think that Orange Cassidy is trying his best. He's, yeah, he's been putting on a consistent emotional (laughs) performance here. Do you think he's going to keep it for another 11 months? Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, it's his belt. Yeah, um, I, I'd love to see a story where it's his precious, and it starts ruining his life. His desire for the belt starts dragging, dragging everything down for him. Um, we need to see some skits where best friends are like, "I'm worried about you. You're not. You're, yeah. you're sleeping with it." 
<laughs> you don't ever put it down. You won't return my text because you're just right. looking at the belt. Yeah. And Orange Cassidy is like, you're just jealous. I know you're going to steal it from me. <laughs> Starts accusing them of stealing it. And Chuck Taylor's like, have I ever gone for a belt ever in my life? <laughs> oh, I'm too ambitious, Orange Cassidy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What did you think, Trish? Yeah, I really like that they're going to do something else with him. But it's so you've heard all the criticisms about keeping it at the same level. So he needs to face top people in this next run. Yeah, he needs to be some mm-hmm. top people. But yeah, I like the idea of him being absorbed by the belt, kind of like Hangman was towards yeah. the end of mm. his run. And you know when yeah. he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm taping this belt in by myself in the dark order." Yeah, you can walk in the back, like five of you. Uh, but yeah, so that kind of nice little bit of him. I'm obsessed with this belt and I'm not going to celebrate with my friends when, you know, mm-hmm. the friendship bit has always been the kind of the lead bit with Cassidy. It's mm-hmm. great. And, you know, he is somebody, yeah, you, you can't turn him heel, but you can make things interesting. And if mm-hmm. you're going to push him forward, that that's the way to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, uh, I have no idea what they're going to do with the international belt, which is sort of a zesty little feeling, but um, if Moxley comes back for it, or you could you could take another run at propelling Orange Cassidy towards the top of the card. I don't know that they'll do it, but. Yeah. If he, he fights yeah. Mox again, he should win. Yeah, yeah. he shouldn't lose. He, you, you shouldn't lose two in a row. No. Yeah, for sure. And the last time his body was breaking down, so this time he really. Yeah, he's got a nap. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all he needed. <laughs> all right. Any other thoughts on Orange Cassidy? I don't know. Y'all done here? <laughs> I think we're done here. <laughs> we, we, uh, right. we, we reacted with that with proper Orange Cassidy kind of thought process. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's right. It's true. We all done? Yeah. I loved it. Like, I feel like I'm being low energy about it, but I, I am know. glad he's gotten it back. I'm just... Yeah, it's hard to guess right now what's going to happen next, but I hope I hope good things. Yeah, it feels very, uh, very unpredictable up in the air, but good stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So our final little topic of the night was the main event of Title Tuesday, um, which was um, Christian Cage introducing. He introduced our whole show from the control room, which I loved and kind of dark lighting with bored looking audiovisual men behind him um <laughs> did a great job and then the main event was luchasaurus versus adam copeland which i really wish they had just given him a name that's not adam i want to say edge and i'm going to say edge through yeah. this whole thing so i think excalibur is is like fighting it because he's been exclusively calling him cope like yeah. both, they're both him and taz have been calling him cope so i think that's like how they're training their brain because it's like another four letter four letter yeah name. I do like Cope. Every time I see someone saying it on the internet, I keep thinking they're like making fun of someone like, you know, big Cope about how WWE's ratings are or whatever. So it's just like, (laughs) uh, it's hard out here. Um, Yeah. So anyway, so, uh, so Christian started their match out with a big in-ring promo where he was um, sort of getting out all his grievances with his ex-husband Cope and hitting on Edge's wife, which I loved. Christian Cage sees a mom, and he's like, just so you know, I will sleep with you. <laughs> um, yeah, so then Luchasaurus and Edge had a, a match where Luchasaurus was really dominating at the start, and Christian was watching from a folding chair up on the ramp. Um, and then Christian and Nick Wayne were doing some shenanigans, trying to cheat to um, hurt, take Edge out. 
and Christian came down one more time to cheat with the TNT belt, um, but Edge grabbed the belt from him while Nick Ring was distracting the ref, and he hit Luchasaurus with it and then just tossed it back to Christian, who caught it instinctively. Like, the two of them were still completely on the same page, which I loved. Um, <laughs> and then Luchasaurus and the ref both thought that Christian had hit Luchasaurus, and uh, Edge took advantage of that to pin him. Um, and this did go to a 15-minute overrun, which was such a long overrun. I kept oh, being yeah. like, surely this is about to be over, but it was not over. Um, and then in the finale, we got a huge clown car run out where Brian Danielson ran out to attack Christian because they're going to fight for the, for the TNT belt. Um, and the rest of the BCC came out to help him. And then the mogul Embassy ran out to attack the BCC because they're fighting them. And then Hangman ran out to attack Swerve because of their ongoing thing. So we've got a lot, a lot of interlocking storylines coming together here at the end of the match, which, which I did love, um, so yeah, are you guys liking Adam Copeland in AEW so far? Uh, I love him. I'm obsessed with him. I also <laughs> like because I just didn't understand what was happening at first. So when Edge grabbed the belt from uh, Nick Wayne and hit Luchasaurus for it, I was like the world's stupidest girl. Where I went cheating? He cheated? Heel? <laughs> Heel? And then when he tossed the belt to Christian who caught it I went oh smart 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 <laughs> just like as if I had never seen a single like match in my life like absolutely reacted like a newborn baby and was just like ho ho honestly my favorite moments in wrestling are when it turns me into a newborn baby where I'm like oh my god like hey fans in the state pop marshmallow suit <laughs> that's that's when I really transcend <laughs> What did you think, Trish? So, I, I did a disclaimer on uh, Trish and Sarah podcast uh, last week where I'm just like, yeah, do I have to admit like, like I'm a huge Edmark and I always have been. <laughs> uh, but, like, He's great. I love it. Yeah. And hearing the music again, a music I've heard a few other things like a hundred times live, I'm just like, I grew to hate this song and now I'm like, yeah, I'm play it again. <laughs> um, but, yeah, his attitude is great for me so far. So, yeah. look he's not the same guy in ring and he was never this fantastic in ring guy but he was more than comfortable in that but you know he's not afraid to take the hard spots he's not hard afraid to kind of take the flack that comes with that and this guy was in wwe for all his life you know he's not a guy that came mm. from the indies and is coming back and he's got to adapt to everything mm-hmm. and they had to go long because of the overrun thing and it was like so it probably went longer and they didn't protect him in the best way that it could have but he'll be fine. He's a storyteller. They're doing this stuff with Christian. Um, mm-hmm. See, I said that in a very British way as well. Uh, <laughs> you heard us giving awfully waffly. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, we, we all I say it. I think it's though. charming when it's not Nigel, yeah. Yeah, so, no, I just, I really like his attitude and his yeah. kind of who he wants to work with. And I'm pretty positive on it, you know? Yeah, did he look fantastic? No, but did I expect him to? Absolutely not. And he has stories ready made, but I'm more interested in seeing him mix it up with people who are not kind of WWE um, kind of bred. So, yeah, guys like the Elite, other people that have come up for the independence, Darby Allen, you know, all them sort of Eddie Kingston, all them kind of people, because he's just so not used to being in there with that kind of person who tells stories differently. And it's yeah. the same when Moxley had to adapt again. 
and he you know going in with Kenny was great for him because he just and going to Japan because he just got it straight away so yeah I, right. I'm I'm really happy with it um yeah I'm not going to pretend otherwise I'm just it's good to have him there and uh you know I think he'll do good things absolutely absolutely I think Christian I think Edge's um attitude is absolutely the most attractive thing about him right now like I just really mm. like his energy he feels happy to be there and it's yeah. you know I mean if he and Christian think the same way Christian came into AEW identified that the person who needed him most was Jungle Boy and then he did <laughs> a lot of good work for Jungle Boy you know like yeah he like Jungle Boy is not the same person that he was before Christian came in he can give a promo now he's like mm. much more focused like he he's just better like jungle boy never needed help in the ring but he needed help with everything out if if edge has that kind of like attitude where like i don't know like he he teaches tate martin how to get (laughs) like that's the kind of stuff that i'm like yeah that would be really valuable you know so it seems like that's what he wants and i'm very happy about that yeah, and I feel like Christian, too, like, just for being, like, he's just used in the card really nicely, where it's, like, he's never, you know, he's, for, like, an older guy, it's, like, he's not, like, you know, really in the main event scene, he's not, you know, doing that kind of stuff, but he, uh, like, just delights me every time he's on the screen, and he does a ton for the younger talent, and it's, like, yeah, like, I love that for, for Edge coming in, I love for the two of them to have some drama together, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Do we think that Christian's going to lose the TNT belt to Brian Danielson? (laughs) I genuinely don't know. (laughs) I don't think he should, but the idea of Brian Danielson losing to Christian is very funny. (laughs) Just not good enough for the TNT belt, yeah. You know, I hadn't really thought of it that way. And I'm like, okay, so you've just had Danielson beat Swerve. And now the idea of Christian being him, it's like, it's triggering all my, like, oh my God, please don't do this. Don't be TNA, don't do this. <laughs> I just don't oh, see no. a normal way out of it, though. Because, no. Like, does, does Brian need to be carrying around the TNT? <laughs> I guess it's a way of him just doing all the open challenges, which again goes back to how stupid the uh, number one could tend to fix well. That's a point. If do Brian that. doesn't want to do stories and he just wants an excuse to wrestle the matches he wants to wrestle, then it's true that having the TNT belt would get him there. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you just talked me into it. Yeah, maybe that's actually, maybe it's exactly the belt he should have. <laughs> if he wants to do the Cody thing where like he just keeps like wrestling people from outside the company, hey. <laughs> Find as long, us the next Eddie Kingston, yeah. Yeah. As long as he doesn't like put his boots into the ring every three months, <laughs> it will be fine. <laughs> I'd prefer him not to set himself on fire, but you know. <laughs> oh God, don't give him that idea. He's insane. <laughs> He'd love to, I know. <laughs> oh my. Cody. Oh man. <sighs> Good times. I don't miss that guy, but I feel so fond of him in retrospect, which is an interesting place to be. The things that I was, the things that I loved him for, I really, really loved him, and his low points drove me insane. <laughs> He'll always be my hero. For what? What are you wearing to a funeral? Well, you look like Tommy Bahama. <laughs> I think about him saying that to Bad Jackson all, all, all the time. I just can't look That's at so Cody funny. and think like. Oh, are you doing a promo? Have you put your daughter in it? 
Okay, yeah, well, the promo's <laughs> done now. Oh, good. It's 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 the Dax thing, isn't it? Like my yeah. family, my daughter. Yeah, he's exactly the same. He's, he's like, exactly. this is all. This is all for my daughter. Oh, and I'm for America, and I'm solving word peace, and I'm solving <laughs> yeah. hunger, and yeah. Uh, yeah, everything. Everything else is cancelled. I have saved the world. I am president. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cody. 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 Well, in our title Tuesday wrap up, how do we feel about the show as in general? Like where AEW is feeling good, feeling bad. I think I'm feeling pretty optimistic. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in the pipeline. I think. Yeah. I mean, fool me for the fifth time, but you know, <laughs> I think time. I feel good. It's really turned around. Yeah. I think Lucy's gonna let me kick this football this time. <laughs> How do you feel, Trish? Oh, my. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful. I think the fact that, like, Swerve Hangman, it's kind of the second biggest program going into the pay-per-view is mm-hmm. um, because it's so fresh and it's so different. And it's like, yeah. that really interests me. And, yeah, they have so many pieces. And I have to keep reminding myself, they're still rebuilding. Like, everything is, like, yeah. everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. Everything that could change has, you know, has changed this year. Um, So, yeah, I'm looking forward to see how this plays out, how these kind of all new elements come to the mix. And I'm looking forward to Hangman getting some new gear, please. Like, this story is killing me. (laughs) Stop wearing the Shawn Michaels 2002 pants. Um, Like, I get it. It's funny. Like, oh, they weren't ready on time. Look, I rushed them because I wanted to prove everything. Just get some new gear. I can't deal with this anymore. (laughs) Is that what he said? Is that what he said about the brown ones, that they were rushed? No, so the, the story with the Shawn Michaels gear was like in, um, so he's wearing like a remnant of the Shawn Michaels Survivor Series 2002 gear. And the reason why Shawn's gear was so appallingly bad was he wasn't supposed to be on that show. So they were like half finished. Um, so the whole idea with Hangman is that like, oh, you know, I like Swerve said, I haven't got any new gear. So now I've rushed some new gear and it's absolutely horrid. It's oh. like, so it's like, oh, so everyone's like, oh yeah, look at your shitty gear. And he's like, keeps wearing it and he's not getting any new gear and he's still not wearing, you know, he's still wearing the same black leather jacket as well. So that's a whole playing into like, I'm responding to this, but I'm not really. It's just like, Interesting. So, um, I yeah, didn't realize that was deliberate. Yeah. Now I feel excited. (laughs) I just thought he had uncharacteristic bad taste. Yeah, it's like his color sense is usually a little better than this, but uh, yeah. Wow. I believe that he got ripped pretty badly for that gift. So uh, (laughs) everyone is like, what are you wearing? (laughs) 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 So he he deserved that. There we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But we are in a rebuilding year. phase, I think. I was just thinking like it feels like Punk got fired like 3 years ago, but it's been like 6 oh weeks, God. hasn't it? <laughs> it's <laughs> like the longest half. September I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. 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 Seriously. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I think there's a lot to feel feel good about here. So, um yeah, I guess on that note, we can wrap it up. Thanks for being with us, Trish. Um, Trish, this was amazing. I can't mm-hmm. believe we got you to say those disgusting things I about Hangman. So <laughs> gross. It, it would have been like, oh, I was being so well behaved. This is what you've done to me now. Like, I have to, 
I didn't mention anything about like hangman's chest or jeans. You didn't say the word tits once. I didn't. No, um, they they were looking very nice. We say that now. (laughs) They were. 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 An objective fact. Very true. Absolutely. Absolutely. And everybody should listen to Trish and Sarah's podcast, the Trish and Wrestling Sarah Wrestling Podcast, where they do amazing data analysis, um, and that's where all the facts that we don't ever say we just keep them over there so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh sarah was joking about making the tagline for you guys this podcast uh s- more facts also feelings <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah we're, we're just like the opposite way around that's fine we're just like the yin yang and we'll just do all that but uh yeah. yeah no you guys are literally responsible for this you had to uh Prod us into it, but um, I did. I'm very I grateful did. for it. I you did, did some great the, work. I did the best bullying of, of my life. I hopped into a DM <laughs> and I said, "Ladies, you will be starting a podcast. <laughs> Please report to the Zoom at this time." <laughs> the world needed it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I've been Ann. I've been Leah, and I've been Trish. And this is Tunnel Talk. Our theme is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod, Tumblr at Tunnel Talk Pod, via email, also at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And come back next week. <laughs>